From pediatrics to geriatrics, Maine Medical Center is centered around you. Welcome to MMC Radio, your trusted source for health care news and tips. Here's Melanie Cole. You can reduce your risk of cancer by some of the lifestyle and behaviors that you choose. My guest today is Karen Schilling. She's the outpatient oncology dietitian with Maine Medical Center. Welcome to the show, Karen. Tell us a little bit about the link between diet, lifestyle, and our cancer risk. Um, yes, there certainly is a relationship. And the American Institute for Cancer Research does all of the gathering of research around those topics, and they've come up with a few guidelines that everyone should employ to reduce the risk of cancer. And the first guideline is to maintain a healthy weight. And by maintaining a healthy weight, uh, you reduce your risk for up to 30% of cancers that we know of today. The second guideline is maintaining some physical activity in your life. The recommendation is up to 30 minutes a day, five days a week. And the rest of the guidelines have to do with diet, and they recommend a mostly plant-based diet. Now, when you said maintain a healthy weight, how does someone know what a healthy weight is? The standard is body mass index. Although it's not a perfect scale, it does give us some relative guidelines. So a body mass index where you looking at the ratio of height to weight, a body mass index of 24 or lower is considered healthy. A body mass index below 18 is not considered healthy, and between 25 and 30 is considered overweight. Once you're over 30, body mass index, that's considered obesity. So when you talk about 30 minutes of exercise, people don't always even know what that entails. Is that doing laundry and cleaning our house, or is that a formal program that you're in? Can walking suffice? What is it you want them to do? Activity is good of either type. So physical activity in the form of actual exercise, walking, jogging, cycling, skiing, those kind of activities certainly count. But we also get some credit for non-exercise activity time, and that is your walking across parking lots, uh, getting up out of your chair and going to the copy machine or the coffee machine, those kinds of activities. Vacuuming are all considered non-exercise activity time, and you can get some credit for those as well. When you say mostly plant-based diet, people don't necessarily know how to follow that kind of a diet, and we get cravings and there's ads in the media. What do you want people to know about the relationship between their nutrition and their risk for cancers? So the best way to think of a mostly plant-based diet is plenty of colorful fruits and vegetables and some whole grains in your diet. That does not mean that you can't eat meat, dairy, and eggs. As a matter of fact, there's no research that uh, strongly suggests you must avoid all animal products. So a little bit of lean protein in the form of meat, chicken, fish, and eggs still can uh, promote a healthy diet. But at least half of one's plate should be vegetables, and the more color, the better. 
people don't always even know what to do with vegetables. What do you recommend? Are you talking about salads or are you talking about really steamed vegetables? Are canned as good for us? When people want to do this, Karen, they, they say, okay, where do I start? When someone comes to you and says, I'm going through cancer treatment, I want to eat healthy now. What do you advise them to do just to start right away? Even by selecting a vegetable that you've never eaten before and try cooking it, this is summer. Grill some vegetables, get a medley of colorful vegetables, put a little olive oil on it, put it in a grill pan right next to whatever meat you might have on the grill. Or in the winter, do the same thing on a roasting pan just to get a few different colors because in every color there are secret nutrients that we've discovered. For instance, most people have heard of beta-carotene. Beta-carotene is in orange vegetables. There's other things in other colors. So the more colorful your plate is, the more likely you are to get a variety of great nutrients. So a simple salad with every color of the rainbow or a stir-fry with every color of the rainbow is a great way to not only enhance the visual picture of your plate, but your health as well. So what is the the risk of cancer? As the obesity epidemic in this country is on the rise, what are we doing to ourselves and what do you want people to know about obesity and cancer risk? We do know that there are several cancers that are related to obesity, not necessarily that everyone who is obese will get those cancers, but there's a strong association, uh, particularly with some gynecological cancers um, and even pancreatic cancer. And there are several theories under discussion about why that is, and uh, there's no good conclusion at this point, but we do know there's a relationship and that it's worth getting your body mass index at least under 30, if if not under 25, by changing your diet to a mostly plant-based diet and by that physical activity that we talked about, because that will help you burn the extra calories. As an oncology dietitian, what do you tell people going through cancer treatment? If they are obese and they get cancer, is that the time you want them to work on weight loss as well while they go through treatment, or are those two separate things? They are very separate things. Often, cancer treatment will lead to weight loss, and we like to prevent that. I think losing weight during cancer treatment is probably not in anyone's best interest. Uh, But if you have quite a bit of weight to lose and you lose a pound a week or something like that, that's still safe. But generally, we want people to eat enough protein to maintain their lean muscle mass and also for healing. So we wouldn't want to promote a weight loss type plan. Are there certain foods that you like to recommend to people to eat while they go through treatment? Because maybe as we speak about all the colorful fruits and vegetables and things, maybe that's not what sounds good or comforting as they go through some of the cancer treatments that are available today. Are there certain foods that you find more comforting than others? Yes, and you really hit the nail on the head because 
when you're going through treatment, it's so much more important to get through treatment in a healthy way without a lot of weight loss. So although fruits and vegetables may be the best thing overall, you have to go with what you're willing to eat. And you you said it right with the comfort foods. Maybe macaroni and cheese is the only thing that you want that day. And that has to be okay because a salad may not have the right taste. You might have trouble swallowing and uh, raw vegetables may actually hurt your throat. So you have to work with the symptoms of the treatment as well as people's taste as they change with the chemotherapy or the radiation. In just the last minute or so, Karen, please give your best advice for dealing with nutrition, our cancer risk, the lifestyle and behaviors that we do to reduce that risk, and why they should come see you at Maine Medical Center for some great information on nutrition and cancer risk. I think no matter how good your diet is, there's always room for improvement. I think if we move towards a mostly plant-based diet, Uh, keep some healthy activity that helps reduce stress. I think that's the package for ultimate health and well-being, whether you have cancer, have cancer in your family, or just want to prevent or reduce your risk for cancer. Thank you so much. It's great information. And you're listening to MMC Radio. For more information, you can go to mainmedicalcenter.org. That's mainmedicalcenter.org, mmc.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening. 